Pope Pius XII, in his document, explained that the uninterrupted tradition about Mary's death and assumption began in the first century. And the belief is expressed in all the ancient liturgies of the church. And he added that the negative evidence is the absence of veneration of a tomb of Mary, while most of the apostles well, they all have tombs. Joining me today to give us a preview of a very special episode of the Glory of the Mass for the Solemnity of the Assumption of the Virgin Mary. It is our good friend, Terry Ross. Terry's joining us again today to tell us what he's managed to put together for this very special feast day. Good morning, Terry. Thanks so much for joining us again. Good morning, Brenda. And apropos of Pius XII's dogmatic statement, he said that the phrase, having completed the course of her earthly life, leaves open the question of whether the Virgin Mary died before her assumption or not. The point of her bodily death has never been infallibly defined by any pope. Catholics believe that she did not die at all. Many Catholics believe that she did not die at all, but was assumed directly into heaven. Others believe that she died first before being assumed and that she was miraculously resurrected. Either of these understandings may be legitimately held by Catholics. And by the way, Assumption Day is a nationwide public holiday in four dozen countries. 48 countries. Well, that is incredible. Of course, here in the United States, we know it as a solemnity. That means it's the highest ranking of a feast day there is. We also celebrate this day as a holy day of obligation, or as we like to say, a holy day of opportunity that we get <laughs> to attend a mass today. Terry, there is no doubt a plethora of masses uh, that are uh, sung for the Blessed Virgin Mary, songs that sing her praises. Are there specific masses written by composers for the Feast of the Assumption? There are certain masses that are that are written for the Assumption, and I've played a couple of those masses in previous years when this uh, holiday has come around. Today I'm doing a different kind of mass. It's a what's called a parody mass by Orlando de Lasso, uh, and in this case, parody means it's written on music that existed before the Mass was written. In this case, the music was, was actually uh, a song that uh, our secular motet, you might say, also written by uh, Orlando de Lasso, called Vinum Bonum. And it has an interesting text. The abbot drinks good, flavorful wine with the prior but the congregation is always used to drinking worse stuff. One always drinks miserably if he doesn't have anything to pay with. That might have a little bit of truth in it, too. I wonder who Orlando DeLasso might have been spending time with while he was at church. That is just some of what we are going to learn when you listen to the glory of the Mass. Tell us a little bit about Orlando DeLasso. You've had him on your show many times before. I think we've talked about him also on our preview opportunities. What country did he uh, come from? That's a good question. No one's really sure exactly. Really? Uh, he's called Orlando de Lasso when we're thinking of him as as uh, an Italian. Sure. He's called Alandus Lassus when we're thinking of him as just a guy who wrote uh, in Latin. And and he has other names depending on whether he's pronounced in French or German or whatever. Orlando de Lasso was a very 
uh, well-known composer in his time, which was the 16th century. He traveled all over Europe. Uh, He ended up uh, actually in Germany at the end of his life, uh, where he was very happy because he was in Munich. And that's, as we all know, a very nice place and also has vinum bonum, good wine. (laughs) <laughs> I think that I would enjoy a little time in Munich also. Me too. Something that I might add to my bucket list. Terry, you mentioned that this was a parody mass that Orlando actually took from himself and rewrote the mass. Are parody masses always music taken from a secular source and turned into a religious source? Or do they take from also religious sources and make them into other religious Music. They, the, either one. They either take, one. They take from they take from both. But it's interesting to note that they use secular songs, especially ones about drinking wine or getting drunk and drinking miserably. They take pieces like that and use them in the mass. Uh, it's always interesting to think of that. I always found it very interesting too when I was trying to understand uh, uh, what our obligation was when it came to. Uh, partaking in a uh, an adult beverage we'll say saint thomas aquinas said it best when he said of course we can drink to the point of hilarity that was his term (laughs) terry ross joining us today we are celebrating the feast of the assumption of the blessed virgin mary so orlando delasso has been on your show before as has this choir the Choir of King's College in Cambridge. This is quite a popular choir that you have had previously. What can you tell us about this choir? Well, at one time it was probably known as the foremost choir singing sacred music. The Choir of King's College, Cambridge, for a long time was considered the very top. Okay. Things have changed since then. The the director of that choir has passed away. It's, It's under new management and a number of other groups have sprung up, partly because of the Choir of King's College and its example. Other groups that sing uh, sacred music, smaller groups, larger groups, whatever. Uh, so it's no longer considered the very top, but it's still always good to hear them sing. Terry, are there choirs that were formed many, many years ago that they continue, of course, obviously to renew their singers as they exchange them in and out? Are there ones that have been formed or named for a, a long time a long time yeah. yes uh there are church choirs that are like that the choir of king's college cambridge is one of them um there are also lots of uh choirs in monasteries that have been going forever uh there's the the abbey of notre dame uh they've had the monks there have been singing together for ages and ages there's Clare college in cambridge uh, and their choir has been together for a long time. There's a, a choir at Solem in France uh, that specializes in Gregorian chant. In fact, they've written textbooks on Gregorian chant, and many choirs throughout the world, including uh, most of the ones that I that I play here, uh, use the, the the texts of Solem in France. And they've been together forever. That's incredible to think about that, especially when you compare it to one of our favorite choirs here locally, Cantoris and Ecclesia. How long has that one been in uh, formation? Uh, Something like 33 years, something like that. 
incredible. Now, yeah. see, I would think that's a very, very long time for a choir to be together. But you know, as you've shown out, they could be together for hundreds of years yeah. from through these monasteries. Terry Ross joining us today for a preview of his upcoming show, The Glory of the Mass, for the Feast of the Assumption of the Virgin Mary. As we always do, Terry, we pull out a piece of music that you have picked out. Tell our listeners about this specific motet by Orlando DeLasso, sung by Choir of King's College, Cambridge. Well, I, I read you some of the words about it, just about good wine. And uh, you, you don't if you don't have anything to pay with, you always drink miserably. Uh, here's that motet uh, by Orlando DeLasso called Vinum Bonum, which means good wine. just listening to those beautiful voices in another language you wouldn't think too much about what the words or the translations were but you would think that could be in any cathedral in in the world and who knew they were talking about fine wine (laughs) exactly unless you understood latin really well I bet you there might have even been a snicker or two back in the day when people heard this for the first time thinking singing about good wine especially the people in the choir and the people who really knew latin well terry again there's always something that we learn when we listen to the glory of the mass it's always wonderful to have you with us thanks so much for joining us today well you're very welcome as always terry's show is the glory of the mass if you head over to matra day radio there you'll find right on the top page his playlist for this week's episode that is glory of the mass episode 206 Six.